and welcome down to episode number 88 of the Down South Photo Show. 88's got a nice ring to it with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the dude on the other, dude, the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania. Good evening, Cameron. Good evening, Brendan, from all the way down here in Tasmania, because apparently we're still not part of Australia. Every time you do the intro, you're from Ocean Grove, Australia, and I'm from Tasmania. Apparently, we're not. I can no, understand why people get pissed off down here because you keep Ocean leaving Grove, us off the map. Victoria, Australia. That's right. Exactly. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Um, I'm yeah. going well. Um, yeah. Just ever since you were left off the map in the 1984 Commonwealth, 82 Commonwealth Games in Brisbane. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you've up, you've up stages now in Victoria. You just cancelled the whole games altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we're not, not going to leave. Cares about the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> we're not going to leave. Every, we're not going to leave one person off the map. We're taking everyone off the map. We've just given yeah, up. I love. I love how everyone was like, nobody cares about the Commonwealth Games. Why are we ever hosting them? What you've cancelled the Commonwealth Games? That's oh right. Oh my god, the sky is falling. Get started. It's been a bit of an overreaction, hasn't it? Complete and utter. Anyway, we're not political, nor are we mm. sporting, and we are recording no. this on a night when there's no cricket on. So that's a win for Or soccer. Business. No. Or soccer. Or soccer. True. The uh, Soccer World Cup is in full swing here in Australia, for those it listening is. overseas. Now, for people listening without visualising, they're probably going to notice that we just sound ama- amazing. Like, we have um, we have up our game, and, and it's, it's amazing take- the technological <laughs> advancement that we made to upping our game, wasn't it? It was. We we have taken eighty eight episodes to realize that if you just move your microphone a little bit closer to you, <laughs> you sound a hell of a lot better. And we are, we are clearly photographers, not um, audio technicians, are we? No, we. Uh, so for those watching, you'll see there's a microphone in the screen here. Yes. So we actually look like we're doing a podcast yes. now. That's right. I can put mine right here. That's amazing. You sound. sound- Sound you like sound like a, our good friend Bevan. That's who you sound like. That's right. No, I'm, 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 I'm trying to sort of. I, I, I've always thought I'd, I'd make a good cricket commentator. So mm. I'd like to have, you know, and they, they have the mic right. They have it like over there. They have it right underneath. Yeah, you, they do. Tell yes. you what, I, they I sound agree. so good. You have a great face for radio. Thank you. I absolutely do have a good head for radio. There's no question about it. Uh, I am also uh, fashioning the Down South Photo Show hoodie tonight. You are the grey one. Yes. Yes. So uh, if you can't see that because you're listening to us, uh, we have merch available on the DSPS on dsps.com.au. Go and buy a hoodie if you want to, or don't. We, we do. don't really care. We, don't, we don't really mind. It's not that we don't care. It's that we don't mind. I saw a funny post on Facebook the other day. I, I like Land Rovers, and it was on a Land Rover thing, and it said something on there like, um, we don't care about how you feel about this. So if you've got nothing good to say, don't say it at all. And the first thing I wrote, the first thing I wrote back saying, well, clearly you do care because you put up there that it's affecting you running this group. So, yes. so yeah, we don't, we do care, but like, you know, it's no skin off our nose if you buy a hoodie or don't buy a hoodie. That's right. We don't mind. If you want to, if you want to represent, feel free. Even if you just want to swing by the website and see what it's all about, knock your socks mm. off. We appreciate yeah. it. We appreciate yeah. all of our listeners, all 583 of you who that have subscribed via the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you very much. We mm. always appreciate people who hit the subscribe button and then tickle our bell. That's lovely of you. We noticed, didn't you? You said something yesterday about the fact that not everyone that listens is subscribed. 45% of people who are mm. watching this YouTube channel right now are not subscribed. Yes. 45% of you. So, so that, that means... Three and three people haven't subscribed. That's right. Don't make us beg. Hit the subscribe yeah. button. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder. Like, I must admit, if I, when you said that to me today, I went away and I went, "Well, do I subscribe to YouTube channels? I've, I only subscribe to a few." Yeah. Uh, ben, ben Horn is one. Our mate Ben Horn from yeah. beautiful America. Um, and there's a couple of um, the Petapixels or the the DP review guys. I used to subscribe to them. So, I guess maybe we're just not entertaining enough for people to go i just need to know when these guys drop another video okay well this is where you and i differ because i subscribe to about 140 channels so right um, yeah i'm a youtube fiend i love youtube um i don't think i've watched mainstream tv other than sport uh literally for a decade it's been yeah and in fact that'd be about right i reckon it was 2014 when i first really got hooked on the youtube genre yeah yeah. Um, and started following channels that, you know, it, because you can, you can really hone 
your interests, right? So you it's it's yeah. it's proper interactive TV. You don't have to but 140 140 yeah. interests. If I if, but I think it all came about because if I saw one more freaking reality TV show in 2014, yeah. I was going to scream. Yeah. Survivor this and Big Brother that and get yeah. stuff. Love um, Love what? Island and all those Oh ones. for God's sake, Cameron. I can't wait to record that show just so I can tape over it. Here you go. Here's something I'll put out to our people that are listening that haven't subscribed. If you're one of these people that actually watch any of those shows on TV, bugger off. We don't want you subscribing. <laughs> That's right. Leave <laughs> we now. Don't, leave now. <laughs> yeah, we, don't we let the had, door. Yeah, we just had uh, one person leave us. Never mind. That's fine. That's okay. Um, little uh, homework. The uh, weather photo comp on the Facebook mm. page, the people's choice part of that. Yes. Uh, we are looking to bring that wrap that up on the 31st of July, which is Monday. So, uh, you're this will last so week on the if you're on the audio side of this, today's the last day for you. If you're yeah. on the YouTube channel, you've got three more days to vote. Um, on the uh Facebook page, so yeah, there, there's a link in the description, or you can just go to our Facebook page, it's the pin post at the top where yep. you can vote for your. One of the five that we shortlisted for the yeah. photo comp as your People's Choice Award. It's going well. We have, uh, yeah, we have one photo at the moment that's just in front of another photo. Um, okay. Oh, actually, there's a few more. So yeah, it's right. going to be close. We I, it's, we're not going to be close, any... and I and I don't know if it's going to be who we thought it was going to be. Okay. Well, we, I think people know who we thought it was going to be because that was the person we gave the prize to. The, the but yeah, let's see yes. what happens. Um, have you given him that prize, or we just forgot about? I that? have. I have contacted uh, Barry. Barry, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Barry. I've contacted yeah, Barry. 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 I haven't yeah. heard back from you, Barry. But that's fine. The the uh, the the, the two hundred dollar voucher for you is uh, sitting there ad infinitum. So I know, you can I know use what he's it doing. Whenever you want to use it, mate. I know what he's doing. He's waiting for inflation to keep going up. Or he might be waiting for us to announce another workshop. Oh, maybe. Segway. Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you. That was probably the best segue you've ever done in your life, I reckon. Thank you, Cameron. We Did you rehearse would, that? We are here to announce another workshop. Uh, we are not. Yes. Okay. Let Full disclosure. We never started this channel to sell stuff. It's just evolved that way. There is interest in Cameron and I running workshops. This has been proven mm. by the fact that we've sold out many workshops already. Uh, so we decided it was time that we uh, announced another workshop. Yeah. Over, would you like to do the honors, Cameron? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? And and I, I, I'll marry what you said there as well. This this podcast wasn't uh, designed to sell stuff. It was really designed to have a drink and talk talk <laughs> about right. photography. That was That's really why you can it. buy us a beer. <laughs> That's why you can buy us a beer, which again. So, so we're conscious that, you know, everyone's going through the interest rates are going up, inflation's out of control. Everything's going nuts. So that's why we're, we're conscious of that. So we don't want to stick workshops down your throat. But this is a workshop that Brendan and I have been actually talking about for quite a few years that we should do together. Uh, and it makes sense to do it because Brendan lives just around the corner from it. So next year in May, on May 26th to May 30th, we're going to run our very first Great Ocean Road workshop. So for everyone knows the Great Ocean Road. It's an amazing part of the world and it's it's a photographer's wet dream, and sometimes even more than a wet dream. If you get too close to the edge of the waves and yes. the waterfalls, you can get saturated. But so May twenty sixth to the thirtieth, uh, it's going to be four days and five nights. We're going to base ourselves at Apollo Bay, uh, yet to be determined exactly where we're going to stay. But we're going to find some really nice accommodation. Yeah. No, no, uh, we're no, going to have going to be a be a tent in a paddock. I'm pretty sure. Well, I thought we could sleep in the background here. Somewhere. Absolutely. You have got a nice background there. We'll talk about that in yeah, a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, we're going to limit this to eight places. So our, our Murray Mallee workshop uh, has sold out with eight people. The Tarkine to Cradle workshop that we're doing uh, next year as well Hallie, has one spot left. And the Great Ocean Road one, we're expecting this will sell fairly well as well. Um, fairly, fairly well as well, is that? Fairly well, well as well. Yeah, no, that was good well alliter alliteration. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the cost is for the five days, it's going to be $3,895, which is a dead set bargain. Um, that's going to cover everything. Accommodation, yep. food, transfers. You'll get to hang out with us for a couple of days. We'll buy your beer. Um, we'll even bring some hoodies along, hats, the whole lot. We'll do yep. the whole thing. But do you want to maybe quickly scratch over where we're going to go and take shots? Because this is definitely your yeah. backyard, not mine. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, areas that we're going to include, I mean, first of all, we're kicking off in Apollo Bay. 
Now, yep. for those of you who know Apollo Bay, you will know straight away that that in itself could be a five-day workshop right there because it is a stunning stretch of coastline. Um, so we're going to start Apollo Bay. We head up above Apollo Bay into the beautiful Otway Ranges where mm. we will be able to photograph the Otways for a start, but we're going to hone in on the waterfalls up there, Beauchamp Falls, Hopeton Falls, which are the two big two waterfalls that a lot of people go to up there. The reason yep. a lot of people go to them is because they're freaking so photogenic. So yeah. um, awesome. Looking forward to that. There's also a place up there called the Redwood Forest, which we will visit as well. The yeah. Redwood Forest, you can get lost in for hours taking photos. That, it is that road, is it the Otways Forest Road or something like that? What's that road yeah, that's called? Right. Yeah. It yep. is, that, we went there last year when I was sort of scouting around a bit, and I reckon I could have spent a week in that road. Easily. Uh, it is really, and I come from a place that's got some pretty good forest. That's got to be up there with some of the best as well. So Yes. Um, so following on from that, we're also going to uh, tackle Cape Otway itself down to the Cape Otway Lighthouse. Blanket Bay, which is a stunning little part of the uh, coastline. Uh, all through the Otways, there's wildlife for Africa. Not actually African wildlife, but good old <laughs> Aussie wildlife. Uh, we yep. Look, I don't want to make an ironclad guarantee that you're going to photograph a koala, but I'm here to make an ironclad guarantee we'll find you a koala to photograph. So um, I think Stuffed or moving, doesn't matter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we <Yeah. laughs> exactly. can't find one, we'll bring a yeah. toy. So Cape um, Otway is yeah. littered with brilliant photographic opportunities, so we'll be <laughs> doing that. Um, I am optimistic that we might have enough people who are interested in doing a bit of a walk from Cape Otway to Air River as part of one leg of the Great Ocean Walk, but we mm. will see... Uh, the level of fitness and things that people who sign up to this, and of course you're under no obligation to do that stretch, but we will work that out when we get there. Um, yep. That is a gorgeous part, uh, stretch of coastline as well. Uh, Air River itself, Jesus, this could take all night, but um, we haven't. We even don't want to give too much away, though. No, that's right, and we haven't even gotten to the to the, the Port, uh, Port Campbell and stuff. Exactly. So we're we're, mm. and then we head down to uh, Port Campbell, the Twelve Apostles, naturally, uh, Lockhart yep. Gorge, the Grotto, um, London Bridge, Port Campbell itself, which is a gorgeous little town. Mm. Yeah, it's so, nice. Um, yeah. So we're we're pretty much going to cover everything between Apollo Bay and Port Campbell. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, it's on the website as as we speak now. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. I will because Brendan will most likely forget to put it in the show notes. Um, yes. We'll put we'll put a, a link in the show notes. Um, so go have a look. It's eight places only. Um, yeah, it'll um, it'll sell. It'll sell well. We think. Uh, yep. So if you want to come along, have a great uh, five days along the Great Ocean Road. Uh, now people might say, why the hell are you doing this in May? There, there's a there's a couple of reasons why we're doing it in May because one summer is either too hot or too busy. And yes. you just get really harsh light all day. Uh, for the rainforest and the waterfalls, May is going to be a really beautiful time. There'll be fungi and macro opportunities, things like that. Uh, and generally in May, you get some bit more wild weather along that coastline, which means you're going to get some really cool uh, big waves crashing on rocks and all that kind of stuff. So we think it's a really good time to go down there. And we hope that people may want to join us. Are you having a, a hearing issue there, Brendan? No, just one of my, for some strange reason, one of my uh, AirPods is about half a second behind the other one. So I'm getting this beautiful echo effect. So I've had to take it. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, fair enough. All right. It's fine. Uh, um, so yeah, it'll be on the website. Difficulties. <laughs> it, It'll be on the website. It'll be on Facebook. We'll chuck it up there as well. Uh, of course, if you've got any questions, drop a line and we can answer yeah. them for you. Yeah. And now when it comes to the genres of photography we're going to cover, obviously landscape will be first and foremost. Yep. Probably 80% of this is going to be landscape. But we are also going to visit uh, a couple of areas, as Cam alluded to, that will be great for macro um, and Wild we off. love our macro photography. And yep. As always, if we get the right lighting conditions, I will do my ever popular impromptu portrait photography, natural light portrait workshop as well. Yeah, yeah. And and again, <laughs> if we if you want to go one step bigger than that, uh, if the conditions are up there, you can see the aurora from the Great Ocean Road. Wow. So now, now and, you're and promising a lot. I'm not promising that at all. I would never <laughs> promise that. There, there is there is one going on tonight and tomorrow night. That's uh, true. Seems to be kicking off. But yeah, so that's the Great Ocean Road workshop. Um, we'd love you if you wanted to come along and join us, uh, limited to eight people. We'll travel in a minibus. We'll have a lot of fun. Yep. You'll learn a heap of stuff about landscape photography and everything really in general, yep. general for photography. Uh, so get on it folks. And Hope to will, see you there. Talk your ears off about photography. So yeah, no, I'm yeah. really excited about, look, I'm excited about all our workshops. The Mali one being 
where I grew up and now the Great Ocean Road one where I live. So, um, yeah. yeah, really excited about that. And as as Cam said, you know, we, we, we like to think we bring a fair bit of experience and good value for money. So uh, mm. go ahead, sign up, check out all the notes, hit us up with any questions if you want. We're here yeah. to help you. Yeah, sweet. Um, um, backgrounds? What are we doing? Backgrounds. Backgrounds. You want to go? You go first. Okay. So this is, uh, this was today. So today? this was, yeah. So not oh, four hours ago, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, about four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Point Lonsdale, my muse, my favorite. If I'm ever stuck for a spot to take photos, it's I just head to Point Lonsdale. Um, it's, now, I, I hand on heart, I went over there. I was actually, <laughs> I actually went to work on my golf game at the local golf course over there and just had a bit of a practice session for 45 minutes. On the way back, I was going to pick up the kids from the school bus and I thought, you know what? I bet you the beach is looking good. I'll go and have a quick look. Of course, not a camera in sight, but an iPhone in pocket. This is shot with the iPhone uh, on long oh, exposure boom. mode. Uh, and... <laughs> Like the compositions over there, just the surf was rolling in. It was great. Um, yeah. So I was really happy to get some uh, water lapping around those rocks. So that is Point Lonsdale. That's my background this week. Nice. Nice little background you've got to live around, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, it, it is good. Have you noticed there's a theme through our backgrounds, though? It's generally I've got a beach and you've got a forest. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's funny you say that because I don't I I've consciously started saying to myself I need to do more coastal stuff. Yeah. Um I, I live on a I live on a bloody island. There's coast everywhere. I just yeah, you do. I don't know. For me, I think it's where I sort of grew up, like in Brighton, the mountains and stuff like that. I've always enjoyed the mountains and forests, but I need to branch out a bit and do a bit more coastal. But having said that, my shot is sort of in my backyard, but about four hours away. So uh I actually took this shot a few years ago, but I just came up on my feed today somewhere and I thought, oh, I like that shot. And So did you he- bit- heed our advice of last week's episode? And I did a bit, yes. You've already taken the best photo ever. You just yeah. didn't realize just haven't it. Fa- just haven't found it on my hard drive yet. That's right. Uh, so this is up in the Northeast Forests. Um, it's in a really amazing place up near Mount Cameron, one of the best mountains in Tasmania. Um, and it's just this beautiful mossy forest with, uh, I think they're like tea trees or they're, they're not anything too special in regards to the trees, but it's a, the green moss and the fog and all that working together sort of stopped me in my tracks. And I actually got out my five by four inch, uh, film camera and took a shot of this as well on some Velvia film. Uh, but yeah, it's a beautiful spot. You can explore these little forests. There's some actually some giant, giant myrtle trees close by to this spot as well, which I checked out. So you can actually get up there and you know spend a whole day walking around these forests and yeah, just just work. The conditions were good, the fog was good, composition's not great, but you know it still works. Just the, the distance and the depth with the fog is what I liked in it, and I needed something a bit more interesting as that for foreground apart from just the trees. The, um, but it works for the foreground's awesome. It's like a like a carpet. It's uh, yeah, the, the texture and it's really cool. It's re- it was really tricky to shoot in a way because like everywhere you walked, you sunk into this moss. Oh, wow. and, and I was tr- and I was trying to be ultra sensitive about not just stomping everywhere, so I sort of walked around the outside of this forest bit and sort of came in from the back end of it, um, and it just it worked. But it, getting out of there was a nightmare. My feet were saturated; <laughs> it was like leeches all over me and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it was yeah. good. So, um, speaking of last week's episode, episode eighty-seven, uh, lots of great feedback. So once again, mm. we say it every week. Thank you for your feedback on our episodes; we love it. Yeah, we do. And uh, we charted really well last week. We did chart. We had, we've charted really well. We almost broke. Well, when we released last week's episode 87, uh, once again, that's not the first time, but once no. again, we were the most popular or most listened to episode in regards to photography on the visual arts charts in Australia. We ranked in at number 15, I think it was. Very um, nice. So every, everything above that was all paintings and craft and Highest stuff rating like that. Photography, photography podcast podcast in the country yeah which is nuts again we we sort of scratch our head and think how, how, <laughs> how the hell did, did we that, do that happen how <laughs> did we do that um so yeah it's good uh so make sure you download the episode on the podcast if we get into the top five one day that that's got to be worth celebrating i think time for a celebration exactly <clears throat> i think we'll so. do that we- episode 100 will rank in the top it'll be number one Maybe that should be our goal. Episode <laughs> episode one hundred will rank as the number one podcast. Well, only twelve to go. I'd like to know. I'd like to know stats on how many, like the, the one that's ranking first. Yes. Uh, how many downloads? But having a look at that, 
they're from some of them are from America because people obviously in Australia listen to podcasts in America and vice versa. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know. I don't know if we're the highest ranking Australian. I don't think we were. There's another one called Art Wank. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> name for a podcast. Um, yeah, that's Australian, but the rest of them all look like they might be American and English and well, stuff there you like go. that. So, so that we might have been at one point the highest rated Australian based visual arts podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe run, run by run by a guy from Tasmania and a guy from Ocean Grove. I've said that. I say this often. Uh, I say I reckon if we if we if we pull this apart enough, we'll probably be able to make ourselves look really good. That's right. We yeah, we, yeah. we are clutching at straws. We only we are the only two bearded podcast hosts Correct. that ranked exactly. ranked in the top ten. That's right. <laughs> there we are right yes. there. Look at that. Absolutely. That's a great looking hoodie. Let's yes, talk we did let's talk off. photography and stop all this crap. Um we're gonna we're gonna uh, it's not really a I don't know if we've done this before, but we're going I, I to I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. And mm. it's fresh in my mind because I've um, not only did I shoot Point Lonsdale behind me there with my phone, gosh darn it, I went home, I got my camera gear and I went out on a freaking shoot. And I, because I looked at the sunset and I'm like, this, yeah, we got something here. Let's go yeah. and let's go and get this sunset. So I packed all my gear in the van, which is normally in the van anyway. If you see a white van mm. parked somewhere around Ocean Grove, just break into it and steal all just my gear. It's, it's in there. It's, There's thousands of dollars worth of photographic equipment in it. Um, don't give people don't that do, idea because there'll be some idiot listed at will. Don't do that, please. Um, no. Yeah, so um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little what's in our bag currently, and this mm. we we should do this like every fifty episodes or something because. Uh, it changes, it evolves. Um, this time last year, I had yeah. none of this equipment in my bag. Like literally, well, okay, maybe one bit, but it was, wasn't was yeah, anything like yeah. what I've got now. My kit has evolved yet again. Yeah, and you're right. Like it, well, I guess for us, and you, you made a good point on the last episode when we were talking about destroying your camera for the best shot. <laughs> and, and, and you made a good point saying that, you know, well, we make a living out of selling images so yeah. we can sort of justify that we're going to be able to replace that gear with the sale of the image that would make money. Um, but it's a little bit like this as well with the, what's in our bag. Like we, we might replenish or change gear around what would seem to be quite frequent compared to other people who are just doing this as a hobby. So this is by no means a, 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 a what do you call it, a segment where we're saying, hey, you know what, you need to update your gear every six no, months no, just so you can you, – you work with what you've got and that's the main thing. But – we have a general tendency to buy shit we don't need. I do, um, and then you, and then you look back and go, oh "My God, how do I have all these cameras on my desk? And what the hell? I don't yeah, use half." I mean, of them that, that's right. Like that. we, we we are all we you and I are both guilty of gas mm. gear acquisition yes. syndrome. Yes, um, that'll make a good episode for a podcast. That it was only true. It was only today <laughs> that you know I saw DJI have put out their new drone, another one because of mm. you know, why not? They put them out yes. more often than I have steak dinners. But um, and of course I want it. <laughs> what is it? I want it. It's a DJI uh, Air Maybe? Three, three oh, Air, Air Three. Air Three looks fantastic from a photographic photographer's point of view um but that's not in your bag is it though uh, no uh no, no it's not uh, i do have a drone in my bag but anyway where should we start can we going to go one for one or we'll just go through my bag through your bag what do you want well, how about i reckon and again one unrehearsed as always i reckon we go from like the top down so let's start with what camera body you have okay and then maybe what what lenses do you have with it that goes with them so okay well you... i i um so i carry a, a decent sized backpack um yes which is got uh so it's a big low pro backpack and it's got room for two bodies so i carry two bodies with me at all times right. uh and the main reason i do that is so that i don't have to switch lenses in a hurry um yep. and most most photographers uh pros and serious amateurs would do that um or you know if you can afford to have two bodies you should um so i have i suppose my uh, olympus 1d uh, what's it called uh emx1 em1x okay yep. let's get this right you'll get the, you'll get there eventually i have an olympus em1x which is yep. i suppose the reason i'm putting that at the top is it's 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 the most expensive one i guess but whatever yep. um and I have an M1X and I have the Olympus OM5. Now, the OM5 people will be familiar with on this channel because that's the one that I bought to take on the Overland track, which yep. was the genesis for me switching back to Olympus in the first place because yep. I needed lightweight, weatherproof gear. And the OM5 said, hey, buy me. And I went, yeah, that's perfect. Yep. So um, I carry an OM5 and an M1X. What are your bodies, Cam? 
so this this is where it's going to be a bit tricky for me because I, I have too many cameras that I let's let's, play, let's go with your around. your go to like you know this All right, right that's my, the, my, I'll take my, this. Uh, Okay, so if I, for example, I went out the other day down to the tessellated pavement to do a shoot like you did tonight with the sunset. I did a sunrise the other morning, and this is this is what I took down. So my my go-to camera that I, I reckon I shoot 90% of my stuff on would be the OM-1, the Olympus OM-1. Yep. Um, but I also have a Leica M11, which is a, a beautiful camera, but it's it's more it's it's a bit too expensive to go taking around salt water and and things like that so that doesn't come out as frequently but it's it's in the bag most of the time but whether or not i use it all the time it's there but i like to have those two with me one because the olympus is got image stabilization autofocus weatherproofing all that kind of stuff so that's a really great camera for those moments where you just got to get in and get dirty and get the shot um, yep. where the where the Leica comes out if i find if i see a shot like behind me this beautiful forest where i can take my time to set up and take a shot and get it all right, then I, I might use that one as well. So so they're probably the two camera bodies that I take out with me. Um both lightweight, which is easy. You can sort of take two systems and and still be, you know, well under the normal weight of what you might expect. Yeah. Then yeah. this is where I battle a little bit with the EM1X because it's a yeah. behemoth. Um yeah. it's, it's I find the EM1X quite ironic because Olympus have always been about lightweight micro four thirds. Yeah. And then they chucked this bloody beast M1. Practically a full a full frame camera. Well, that's right. I camera. mean, I would I would mm. argue it's probably bigger than some mm. full frame cameras. But um, the one thing I love about it is how it holds. So I've got uh, yeah those big stupid man hands there. Um, so I I really like the grip on the M1X, uh, yeah. and I love the fact that. And we'll just segue into what lenses we carry. That I can keep the hundred to four hundred clip to the front of it at all times. Yeah, um, yeah. Leave it in burst mode. Leave it in. It's my wildlife shooter. Um, and what I've been able to achieve over the last month, really, with shooting with that, is I'll be out on location. I'll have my OM5 with a wide-angle lens, which I'll tell you about in a sec. But I'll have the M1X sitting there for that moment when you just find the landscape in a landscape with your naked eye. You just go, oh, yeah. there's, yep. a, there's a shot there. Mm. And the amount of times I used to go out shooting with purely my old Nikon 5100 or whatever it was with the 10 to 20 on it, because I'm a landscape shooter and I was kept like, right, landscape, wide angle. Blah, blah. The amount of photos I would miss and get so bloody yeah. frustrated because I didn't have a bigger zoom lens with me. Yeah. I've revolutionized that. And I'm, I, I'm absolutely enamored with the kit I've got at the moment. I love it. It's got... You know, that really good balance between ultra wide angle and just grab the camera. So tonight, here's a prime example. The sunset was going off. It was beautiful color, deep yep. reds, oranges. It was one of the nicest sunsets of the year. Yeah. And I'm on the river at uh, between Ocean Grove and Barwon Heads. It wasn't at the bridges this time. I wanted to, I've done the bridges. I wanted to come back from there. I was a bit further up river. And they've got the little uh, pylons that are sitting out in the river, the channel markers, basically. And they're yeah. beautiful. They make really nice subjects. But of course, with the wide angle lens, I'm getting nowhere near it. So as the sunset's going off, grab the EM1X with 100 to 400 on it and just zoom on in and just get nice mm. tight shots with beautiful, you know, red clouds and stuff behind, but, you know, isolating subjects within that frame. And again, you're looking at a massive landscape, but then you can just zoom right on in yeah. and just pick out little parts of it that tell the story uh, rather than the atmospheric story, they actually give you detail within the story you're trying to tell. Um, yeah. It has, again, revolutionized the way I shoot landscape. And I'm really, really glad I've got it now. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I just sold mine yesterday. My 100, 100 to 400. 400. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I don't generally but, but hang have on a minute. Ca- wait, wait, wait. You're bearing the lead but, here. Don't you have another lens on order that might trump the 100 to 400? I do have another lens on order that will yes. definitely trump. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's funny. Can't like, wait yeah, to borrow so it the, off you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the OM one again, like I, 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 I totally, totally see what you're doing with the two lenses and two cameras and two bodies. And I, I agree that works really well. And I sometimes set myself up with that with like, I've got the M one X as well and things like that. But um, yeah, I find that having, I find that having two lenses there, it gets a bit, awkward for me like even if it's sitting down on your bag next to you or stuff yeah. like that it's just yeah. more things i got to think about so I, i'm more of the of the opinion that i try and just change lenses as it's happening but 
having said that, I've missed moments where I'm like, oh shit, that bird just flew past that eagle. I could have got that if I'd had the other lens on there. So um, so that's one thing that I'd probably do different to you is I don't have those two bodies technically technically set up for different things. Yeah. Um, one thing with the Leica camera that is very restricted is it's a very slow camera to use. So it's manual focus. It's everything's manual. You got to sort of do it all slow. And the longest focal length I have for that is 90 mil. So even if I wanted to have that second camera set up to do those, like you said, landscapes within landscapes, it's not going to reach there. So I, I rely on the Olympus a lot more than I probably do on the other camera. Yeah. Um, one thing I do notice um, over the years when I've had like the Fujis and the Leica and the, the Olympus, the Olympus, and again, we I harp on about Olympus and people probably say, shut up, Cam, we've heard enough of it. But it for me, it's the camera that makes me take more photos and better photos. I, I don't know what it is. It's Maybe it's, like you said, the size of my hands are smaller. Maybe it's the way that the system works. Maybe it's the weatherproofing. Who who knows? But I always come back from a shoot if I'm using that camera with more shots under my belt that I'm happy with than, say, the Leica or the Fuji or whatever it might be. So I think, you know, and I guess everyone will be the same. Like I know mates have got the Canon and the Nikons and they swear by them. That's, like, that's the camera I love. And I guess once you get, you get to a point where you probably just cross over that little hump where you're, you're really in tune with that camera and that's that's what you get used to using. So, yeah, so I don't I don't have two setups in regards to lens focal lens. I swap as we go along. Um, but if people do have the ability to have to run two bodies with one long lens and one wide lens, it definitely can save your bacon if something really impressive happens. And exactly like you said as well with the landscapes, within landscapes, um, even tonight looking out my window, there's some really beautiful light in the mountains. And I have my camera gear down here in the office and I have my Leica upstairs. I'm like, there's no point. I can't get that shot with the 90 mil. I need like a 300 mil to get in there. So it is handy to have that extra focal length ready and raring to go for sure. Yeah, it is. And and the other point I'll make with the gear thing is like carrying two bodies. It's it's impractical if you're hiking. So, totally. you know, um, and, and obviously the OM5 would was the one I took hiking. Um, the overnight hike I did on the, um, on the great ocean walk, as I was training for the overland, I took the hundred to 400 with me. You did, um, you walked with you, it, didn't you? I did walk with it and, and mm. it didn't worry me at all. Strapped to the OM5, it was fine. I, the M1X, yeah. no, I wouldn't do that on a hike, but yeah. having it on the OM5 opened up all the wildlife to me. So, yeah. um, you know, I would have been so frustrated because we saw echidnas, koalas, kookaburras, snakes, you know everything it was brilliant yeah. Uh, yeah. bird life all kinds of bird life so um yeah i was really <laughs> happy that i took that but yeah you've you've got to be careful uh <laughs> you know it's like right i'm not going to drink to the, any water today because i've got to carry this massive body of the camera but yeah. when i'm out yeah. in the van and i and or, or or i'm on the beach and i can just chuck it all in the backpack and i'm only going to walk maybe 2k yeah happy days no problems at all there. yeah so if we move on to lenses, so yes. obviously what's what's in our bag. So lens-wise, is how many lenses would you take out on a shoot with you? For example, tonight with the sunset, did you four? four. So yep. do you just have a kit that you have ready to go every time? Yes, I do now. Yep. So okay. and now this yep. is one thing again where I've revolutionized the way I do photos. Uh, and that is always having my kit. I'm actually starting to get a little bit um OCD with it actually. Uh mm. I need to know that it's charged, I need to know. Uh, now, little aside, do you remember, I reckon it was about episode three, I gave Jesus. this this hot tip about keeping an SD memory card in your glove box? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did it Guess what happened Did to it me tonight? You needed the SD memory card Mate, in your glove box. I couldn't believe it. And, and given how OCD I've become with my gear, um, yeah. got, the, uh, got the OM5 out, wide angle, turned it on, no yeah. memory card. Are you kidding me? Well, you may rem you may remember on episode three, maybe it was whenever that it was, yeah, yeah. I had the Leica M10R at that stage, and I told you a story where I went up to Craig's hut to do a sunset, and I got up there and I did. I had to take the memory card out of my sat nav of my car to do it all. That's right. The, the new M11 has a 64 gig inbuilt memory, so you don't need a memory Hallelujah. card at all. And so about like, what, freaking time. Yeah, so. <laughs> Like the other day, my memory card filled up because I was just been shooting on it for ages. I'm like, oh crap! I'm like, oh, hang on, I've got 64 gig left. Bang, yeah. problem solved. Keep taking. So I, I actually can't believe it's taken camera manufacturers that long. To what? Not Why have is no one some else doing kind that? of built-in? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it's an odd one, isn't it? I mean, 
Sure. Like a card, like the size of a memory, like if, if you go by the size of a memory card, surely they can slot something like that yeah. into the CPU or something like that. So, and, and if you break open a memory card, have you ever done that? Yeah. yeah. No, I never have actually. No. Yeah. Inside a memory card, uh, about a third of the space of the card is used for memory. The rest is just a plastic shell. Right. Memory cards so are why, tiny. So why so, are these manufacturers not doing it? Anyway, well, look, at a, so, look at a micro SD card, for example. You can get now get a one terabyte micro SD card. That's that's nuts. Why can't that? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a sweetheart deal with SanDisk. Who knows? To sell Maybe. more memory cards. But yeah, it's um, interesting. So we digress. We again. digress. But get, getting back onto your... So you take a kit out with four lenses. So what Correct. four lenses are in your kit? Okay, so starting at the widest angle, should we do that? Go yeah, let's, wider, let's do yeah. that. So yeah. uh, the 8 to 25, uh, which yeah. again was the purchase I made with the OM5 to do the overland with. Uh, yep. Very, very happy with that lens. That's an F4 lens. Yep. Um, it's a landscape photographer's dream. Uh, so effectively in 35 mil speak, it's my 16 to 50. Um, yep. So it covers a great range. I think 16 mil is a fantastic angle for, I would, I, that, that borders on the ultra wide status, 16 yeah. mil. So um, for me, and I could be wrong, but, and I know someone, you will probably tell me that this is wrong, but I feel You're like right. it, I feel like it mimics my peripheral vision. Um, yeah. So what I see out here, not necessarily what's in focus, which is right in front yeah, of yeah. me, but out yeah. here, the yeah. 16 mil generally mimics that. So when I frame yeah. up a shot in my mind's eye, I can put the camera up and go, yep, that's going to pretty much cover that angle. Uh, yeah. So uh, so I start with the um, 8 to 25. Uh, I have a 20 mil F1.7 Panasonic micro four thirds lens with me as well, um, yeah. which when it's on the OM5 is an ideal street shooter. Um, yeah. It's perfect just to sling over my shoulder. If I want to, if I find myself in Melbourne in the alleyways or any cities in the alleyways, it also, of course, is a really nice portrait lens as well. So, yeah, absolutely. so I have that. Uh, I also have now I just added the 60 millimeter macro, uh, yes. the Olympus 60 mil macro, which was a great Thanks, addition. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. F2.8. Um, I can't believe it's only $700 or $600, whatever it is. It's such that, a that, bargain. That, that. That is a great lens, that little 60mm macro. Yeah. Um, which, which and, of course, yeah, you go. I was just going to say, like, it, it's obviously a, a, an Olympus uh, branded lens, so it makes it a bit tricky for other people to go buy it for their camera. But if you ever get the chance to play around with one, they had a super light, uh, amazing detail. Um, they're, they're a really cool little yeah. cool little lens and which definitely underrated. It, yeah, underrated, which makes it a 120mm macro in 35mm yeah. speak. And I always rated when I used to shoot a bit of Canon, their 90 mil macro was yep. a really cool focal length and a very popular lens, also f2.8. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I got the 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 uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? That's that's where I got that's why I start like I liked that focal length to begin with because I used to use yeah. a 90 mil macro and now I'm using yeah. effectively a 120 mil macro at f2.8, which also doubles as a great portrait lens. So, yep. or get into the landscapes a bit more as well. It does because it gives me that little bit of extra reach. And then, yeah. as I said off the top, the hundred to four hundred. So that's my four lenses yep. that I carry. Uh, the hundred to four hundred is not is by no means Olympus's fastest lens. Uh, I think it's or, li or lightest, <laughs> or lightest four point five yep. to six point three. But it is freaking sharp. And um, yep. I've been real. I I'm quite comfortable now with that. With those four lenses, I think that covers a really good range for me. I yeah. own other lenses, but they're not in the kit. They're not in. They're not part of the what's in the bag. What's not not weights in the bag? What's in the bag? No, that's right. So that's that's the four I would take. Yeah. Over to you, Cam. What lenses do you generally? Uh, take? So at the moment on my OM one, I'm actually shooting with the eight to eighteen Panasonic Leica lens. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know, Panasonic can make the same four thirds mounts as as Olympus do, and um, the other reason I bought that lens is because it's actually a little bit lighter than the 8 to 25, but it's not as weatherproofed. Uh, it does go down to 2.8 at the widest uh, focal length, which is great. So I use that lens quite a bit. I've got the 8 to 25, and I, I sometimes will take that out as well, like interchange. <clears throat> um, the other little lens I like, which I've actually got here, which is the little 75 1.8 lens. Lovely. It's such a cool lens. It's not a pro lens. It's one of their lesser ones but i think it's the best portrait lens i've ever used i think it's yeah. really nice and it's great for landscapes it's great for a little bit of close-up wildlife and stuff like that uh and then i then take the 40 to 150 2.8 pro 
uh, out as well. So I, I generally only take about three lenses with my Olympus kit. Yep. Depending on what I'm going, I might swap out that 40 to 150 for the the kit 300 F4 that I've got from Olympus. That's in the uh, the OM Day kit that I can take out if I'm going to go do sort of more wildlife specific. So they're probably the three I have. With the Leica, the Leica lenses are tiny. I don't know if anyone's ever seen them. They are really small lenses. So I can almost take all my lenses for that in the kit and take up as much room as Olympus and two lenses maybe. So yep. on that on that camera, if I was going to just take out that Leica kit all, all together, I'd take four lenses that I have. And I've got the 21mm, I've got a 35mm, a 50mm and a 90mm. They're all fixed focus. Uh, which is another reason why that system is a bit slower. You can't just zoom in and catch something on the fly. Um, but I, yeah, I try and keep those lenses um, together. If I'm going to go out, I'll take the whole, all four of them. But yeah, so I'm the same as you. I have a wide angle, which is that eight mil sort of wide. Um, and then I have that 75, 1.8, which is great. I do miss out a little bit on that middle frame. So if I want something around about 50 mil or 60 mil, I sort of miss out a bit, but I guess one of the benefits of that system is that if I can easily just put in the 12 to 40, which is the 24 to 80 equivalent, I could easily put that in a bag and it's a couple of hundred grams extra. So that's pretty much what I would shoot with that. Now, as you were talking, I did a bit of research too, because you know I'd like to work on the fly. I like it. So you're talking about your peripheral vision. So yes. most people would know that males and females actually have a different angle of view. The males actually do see more peripherally, if that's a word. Yeah. Um than what females do. And I think there's some, you know, ancient history as to why that happens. But so on average, a male will see up to about 160 degrees in there their peripheral. The 8 to 25 lens at its widest is 107 degrees angle. Right. So not even close. <laughs> well, close-ish, really close. Yeah, close. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't ask me what women see, peripheral vision, but... Most of the women I know, they they've got eyes in the back of their head, so they can see that's right. Three sixty, three hundred sixty degrees. Uh, all right, so lens is covered. Uh, what else do you take out? Obviously, memory card when you remember it. Yeah, yeah. Save uh, save by the memory card in the glove box tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a battery. Do you just go out with one fully charged battery, or do you have yeah, another generally, one? Generally, generally speaking, because the EM1X runs two batteries, um, when that sucker's fully charged, I, I'm good for a weekend. It's fine. Mm. It'll just keep on trucking. That's right. Um, yep. I actually haven't got a spare battery for my OM5 yet. Um, right. I, I borrowed yours when we were on the Overland. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but there'll be one coming. Um, I'll yeah. definitely chuck in a spare battery for the OM5. The great thing about the OM5 is it does charge uh, on body, so I can plug it straight into a power pack. Yes. Uh, and in my bag is always a power brick. Um, yes, I agree. 20,000 yep, 20, milliamp hour power brick that stays in there yep. with the right yep. cable. Uh, obviously to charge up my OM5. So that's something else that I think is worth touching on. And I think some people might not always know what a power bank is. Yes. So I've had I've had a few people on workshops and trips go, what's that thing you've got there? It looks like a phone. So a power brick is pretty, pretty much just a big battery, but they're generally about the size of an iPhone. Yep. And you can get them in different rating, different milliamp ratings. So Which for example, I, I here, think- but it's Mine's outside. Anyway. Yeah, I do. I don't have one here. But um, so, for example, the Olympus battery, I think that's around about sort of 5,200 milliamps as a battery. Yep. So yours yours is a 20,000 milliamp battery. So what it can do is charge that battery four times probably. That's right. Um, or top it up as you go along. So for those who, depending on what camera you're using, um, a lot of the newer cameras coming out now have got USB charge, which is great. Both the, Olymp the Olympus and the Leica I've got do. And I'm the same. I take a battery charger. And I take the right cable as well, as you said. Yeah. Um, and what I do is I, I have that ready to go all the time. So if you're not sure what they are, they, they can charge anything, anything that has a USB connection or USB-C connection, whatever it might be, um, you can charge off these things. So your phone, your camera battery, whatever it might be. So, yep. yeah, so I'm the same. I, I usually take, I generally these days, I take the batteries in the camera charged yep. and the power bank in the cable. Because if I need to yep. top it up, I can. Yeah. Um, I, I don't take an extra battery, um, uh, which is a bit silly in a way because if one of the batteries is faulty or, you know, I do something and drop it and lose it, yeah. I'm sort of without yeah. a camera. So yeah. Um, cool. So yeah. if you have a look in your bag, do you have any filters? A lot of filters. Yeah, I do. So, um, I, I, okay. So I really now only carry one, uh, filter in my bag. 
because my lenses have UV filters fitted to them anyway. Um, yep. So I keep UV filters on my camera, on my lenses at all times, uh, mainly just to obviously protect the the lens itself because I'm a yep. clumsy klutz and uh, I've dropped cameras many times. I've I've bumped them into rocks. I've done all kinds of stuff with cameras. So I do keep a UV on it. The only yep. other, the only, only other filter I carry right now is a circular polarizer for the eight to 25. And that is yep. it. Yeah, um, okay. because I now own a system that has built-in ND filters. So I, 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 the ND filter that's built into the OM5 will give me uh, a ND16, yeah. um, which is fine for what I want to do. Um, I, I don't, for ages, I used to carry, uh, I don't know, like an ND1000 or some crap, like, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like I was able to do a 30-second exposure in broad daylight. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. The novelty wore there, off real quick. Yeah, you know what? I wish that novelty had worn off for a few others because people <laughs> yeah. still go. I call them the showstoppers. Like, so they're a ten-stop neutral density, yeah, which will apply a factor of ten to your to your shutter speed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people. It, it, in my opinion, it became it created lazy photographers. So your shot behind you, which is it looks like it's sort of mid-afternoon type of thing. People that go to that same people that go to that same spot in the middle of the day in the harshest light with direct sunlight, put on a 10-stop filter and get like a 30-second exposure. And it just became the point where everyone, that's all they ever did. Like 10 stops, set it up in a way they get, and then people used to rave about how good they look, but they have they plays around with contrast, it gets things look a bit funky in your shots and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um so with the polarizing, do you not have polarizers on your other lenses? Is only the eight to twenty five. Okay. I, I don't uh, generally. I, I find, um, particularly on the hundred to four hundred, um, it doesn't have a desired effect for me. The polarizer, um, it's got to be really particular light. There, there will be times yeah. I think if I'm shooting in like on in the Otways, for example, where I want the nice greens of the rainforest, then. I might now. I've got a sneaking suspicion that the thread on the hundred to four hundred is the same as the eight to twenty five. Anyway, so that's where I was. That's where um, I was going. I think yeah, it is. so I'm. Yeah, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I can just swap them in. So that's no yeah. problem. So yeah, yeah. I'll carry one, <laughs> still one filter. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've got. I'm gonna hang on. I'll go screen Now this is not a plug. This this is not a plug for a company or anything because um, I think they do an amazing job. But I'm not going to plug them because I'm not on their pay payroll or anything like that. They're called yeah. H and Y filters. H and Y. Okay, yeah. H and Y. And what they do, they've actually got a really clever uh, system of filters. And this one, and sorry for those guys listening at home who can't see jack shit about what I'm going to have to do, but this is what they call, it's a circular polarizer. But on the back, you might be able to see this if I do it. You can sort of see how I've shut down. Oh, goodness me. It's got an aperture on it. And it's it's an adjustable filter. So it fits on... Any lens between 58 mil and 77 mil. You can just clip it on the front and it locks into that. Hang so you can have a, you, I've never seen that before. That is brilliant. It's called the Revo Ring, R-E-V-O Ring, R-I-N-G, by H&Y Filters. They're about 150 bucks. But what it yep. means is you only need the one filter. Link in description. Look at that. It's <laughs> it's brilliant. And they're they're a good brand. And do you know what? The... Sorry, can I just interject? Not only is it awesome that it does what it does, do you know how much better for the environment that filter is? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're buying one. Yeah, you're not buying a whole heap. And the amazing thing about this is people go, okay, it's a polarizing filter. Yes, but if you like to shoot with NDs, they do magnetic ND filters that just snap on the front. They are a brilliant little company. Um, Really good. You can buy them online, H&Y. We'll put a link up. Um, We definitely will. It's 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 a great little thing. So I keep. And we're that not in on my the bag. take from H and Y. We are not. No, no, if they want to sponsor the show, they want to give us free shit. <laughs> that's right. Go for it. Anyone who's listening, if you want to, hey, <laughs> give, give, give us whatever. But like, right. and this is what, and this is no no bullshit aside. This is, I, and I, I I can say this generally because I know you so well, Brendan. But you and I are not in this to get sales and all this kind of stuff. You know no, what I mean? Like, we're not. if we find if we find good gear, we're happy to share that with people. If it works for us, we know it's going to work for other people. Well, this, so, is, this is the beauty of me running an independent camera store. Yeah, like I don't, that's right. I don't have to, I can, I'll plug what I think is good, not what yeah, I, you're not, be, you're not bent over money. a barrel. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so have a look at those. We'll put them in a link, but I take that in my bag because, you know, most of my filters are between 58 and 77 mil. I think I've got one that was 82 mil at one stage, but I don't need more. 
But what it means is that you can just go, oh, okay, I can just put that on there. You don't have to screw lens on and screw lens off. Um, and they're, they're really good. Um, I, I can't fault them. They, they got, you know, they, they render the color properly and, you know, everything looks good in, in the good polarized video. size thing. So, yeah, so I have that in my kit as well. Okay. Um, I, again, I, I'm the same as you. I have neutral densities inbuilt, but I've never been a huge ND user anyway. Yeah. Um, so filters aside, what else do you have in your bag? Well, I'm about to put in my bag tomorrow because I ordered it today, a uh, couple of microfiber cleaning cloths. Um, yes. I got some, uh, I got them through CR Kennedy. I, I don't know, what are they called? Fiber Clear or with a K. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. They're good, high quality uh, microfiber cleaning cloth. They're about 25 bucks each. So they're not cheap, but uh, I need it a lot, particularly where I am coastal uh get a yeah. lot of sea spray and that sort of stuff so keeping the end element clean keeping the screen clean all that sort of stuff so yeah. that's that's definitely in there i'm probably even going to chuck in a blower brush as well because sometimes mm. i get little sand particles and stuff inside the camera so that'll yeah. probably end up in the bag as well how um, much did you pay for that cleaning cloth uh about 25 bucks i think yeah do you know what, i think you was, know where i get my cleaning cloths from well i actually had some camera and photo cleaning cloths you might remember from uh, episode one where we sent them out to people. We did. No, I get mine from the same place I get my snag and bread. From Bunnings. Yeah. Bunnings actually sell packets of microfiber cloths, like yeah. eight packets or 20 pack for yeah. like 10 bucks. Yeah. I've got, I bought some of them. I had an issue with some of them in that the fibers came loose occasionally. So yeah, apparently the, the this, cheap one, the yeah. cheap ones can, um, yeah. but you can get like a pack of eight for like 12 bucks, but yeah. that that's good that you do. So blow a brush and, a microfiber towel too. That's the same. I I don't necessarily carry a blower brush around too much. Yeah. Um, but I I do uh, again the Leica that this camera I've got that seems to attract dust. Right. Um, but but the Olympus has that micro what's that that anti shake or the yes mi micro shake where it shakes the sensor and shakes all the dust off in between on and off which is cool. Um. So yeah, I'm the same as you. I'd take that. Um. Would you take a tripod? Yeah, so time. I now have my ludicrous, uh, <laughs> heavy uh, Manfrotto oh, yeah, 055X Pro B tripod strapped to the side of my bag. Um, yeah. It's a heavy five. suck of it. <laughs> By geez, I love that tripod. It's yeah. been, it's done, it's yep. been on a journey with me. I've had it, I've had it for fifteen years. Um, it, it's, it's got, uh, it's got paint flaking off it. It's got bloody nice. rust on it. But it's going strong, and uh, I, I'm determined to run that thing into the ground. Well, yeah, I'm the same. I've got I've got something similar to that, but I don't. I've got one from Uni Days, but I don't use it anymore. I've got a yep. little Manfrotto B Free, which is a yeah, lightweight they're, tripod. They're a great tripod. They are a great tripod. They hold up to about seven kilos, which is more than yep. enough uh, for what I need. So, um, so yeah. So, is there anything else that you have in your bag that you think uh... should be essential? Uh, no, I think that's, that's really it. Um, I can't, I'm racking my brain to think what else is in there, but mm. other, other than, you know, uh, change out of my pocket, uh, a, yep. a, a, a weird key that I don't know what it fits. Um, and, and a couple of, uh, cables that I'm not sure what they fit either. The oh, and, and every now and then I'll find a couple of lollies. A couple of yeah. A couple of lollies. That's not a bad, like I always sometimes put a, like a bag of snakes in there, lolly snakes, something to keep your energy yeah, up. Definitely, um, definitely. I got a, I got a wonderful customer, David, his name is, and he comes on a lot of my workshops and um, he uh, has a little toolkit in his bag, Allen keys and stuff like that. And the amount That's of times that the amount of times that he saved my customers bacons when he's on the workshops, like, ah, oh, my tripod's come loose. Has anyone got an Allen key? I'm like, oh, shit. David's like, I've got one. Hang on a second. He goes, gets yep. out of his bag and yep. saves the day every time. So it's not a bad one to have a little Allen key set for your tripods and, and L brackets and stuff like that for your, yeah, definitely, for your cameras. Um, yep. Something else I keep in my bag, uh, a bit like the memory card, don't leave home without it, is the tripod plate for the bottom of the camera. Yes. Take an extra one of those if you can get one. But yeah, um, mine, mine generally, I'm, I've gotten pretty good with that. Mine, if it's not in use, it stays clipped on top of the tripod. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad at that. Uh, the other thing I was going to say was um, when I start, when summer ring, swings around again, I probably will chuck mm. a water bottle in there and I probably will chuck in a bit of sunscreen and stuff like that as well. So yeah, um, yeah cool. Yeah, that's what's in the bag, folks. Um, and there's probably other stuff in there, but you know, you get the gist. 
other stuff. Yeah, not photographic related, but yeah, other stuff. Silicon silicon bags is the only one I can think of as well. Little silicon bags. But why why don't you go ahead and tell us what's in your bag, folks? So hit us up below and mm. always yeah. curious what, to know what people are. What, what have we missed? What's the one yeah, thing that right. we should have that we don't have? Yeah, someone's screaming at the. I can see someone's going to go. Or... You need a, You need a Canon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or a Nikon. Yeah. Or, a, yeah, or a Nikon. Or a Sony. Or a, or a Sony. Yeah. Um, exactly. What are we? What are we on to? We've we've gone. We've gone fifty-five minutes almost. Well, it's we crazy. will we will rein this in pretty quickly because we don't have yeah, a deer cam again. I mean, we had a run on where we had like weeks of deer cams. Yeah. But deer cam is dying a slow death if we don't get some yeah. questions. But that's fine. We, we've had we've had a couple Maybe of we've deer answered cams. them all. Well, we've had yeah. a couple come through that are just they're really, really long deer cams and it would okay. take a whole episode to answer. So if you are going to put a deer cam in, keep them short-ish. Mm. So um, you know, we don't need we don't need to answer the history of photography and all our thoughts on it. And but, next yeah. week, next week, I implore you, I want a photography horror story. Come on, hit us up below. Tell us the time when you went out to take photos and it all went absolutely pear-shaped. We want to know all about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're quite funny to read. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can be good. Beer donations this yeah. week, Cameron. Yeah, beer donations. I think we offended this person on the last episode because we we called him out for not shouting us a beer. So Jenny is back with shouting us a beer. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Although you, Jenny. Um, I don't know if our other friend has helped us oh, out. This he would week. have surely. Um, uh, what's the date? You know what? what? He does like? it. He does it that often. Let's give him a shout out anyway. Mel, thanks for all your beer donations to this point. If you missed us that missed it this week, that's totally fine. We get it. Uh, you know what? That's not good enough, Mel. <laughs> yeah. See, I knew you'd be like that. So good cop, <laughs> yeah, bad cop. Here we are. Good cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you, Jenny, and thanks to everyone else who just supports the show. It's been great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, Cameron, what have you got coming up as we wrap up episode 88? We're doing this at warp speed, aren't we? Well, uh, we, you we, said we're at 55. We, we like to keep them around an hour. So Yeah, we, we know people we know people fall off the perch after an hour and just fall asleep <laughs> and not right. listen to you. <laughs> um, what I, I got, uh, so when this comes out on Saturday, I'll be down at Port Arthur, beautiful Port Arthur. Awesome. Uh, running, at, running an OM day. <clears throat> the weather's looking a bit wild, which could be pretty cool down there. So um, that'd be good. And then next week, uh, I'll be heading up to Cradle Mountain. We'll probably record next episode that I'm off to Cradle Mountain for a winter workshop. Brilliant. Uh, and fingers crossed for anyone listening who's coming along, uh, the forecast is looking maybe like we're going to get snow on the first and last days. So that awesome. would be pretty cool. Um, what about you? You're right. Oh, what's that mean? <laughs> G-O-R. So cool. uh, yeah, that's right. I am heading down the Great Ocean Road uh, on uh, Friday. So yes. the day that this comes out on YouTube, um, right. I'm, it's, I wanted to get back there. It's been a while, um, not only to scout locations for our workshop coming up, but also just to keep taking the photos. I've, I've, I've mm. I'm on a bit of a roll. Um, I'm yeah. very thankful that I've been able to get out, take some photos, particularly through winter. So normally winter is a bit of a lull for me. I don't sort of get out as much. But like we said a couple of weeks ago, that's when the best weather conditions mm. happen. So I'm going to... Um, mosey my way out through Colac and go further west and then head due south and basically pop out right next to the 12 apostles or the sum apostles yep. as we like to call them um yep. with the goal of shooting sunset at the sum apostles on friday night so uh my background next week may very well be that photo but who knows we'll see how we go could be a, mm. could be a raging dud we'll see you know what we didn't you know what we didn't do from last episode we didn't send each other raw files to stuff up Oh yeah, well, that was a. We need to maybe, maybe, maybe what we should do. You do your. You're doing your shot. I'll do a shot at Port Arthur. You do a shot where you're going, okay. and we'll send and each other the raw week... file and edit yeah. it ourselves. Yeah, um, you know what? It could make a good episode. Yes, is us doing a, a a video of us editing each other's shot and just taking the piss. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> you, could the do that. first yeah. thing you'll do is straighten my horizon. We know that. I, w I would never call out someone. No, having I a know. crooked horizon. I know. That'd be petty, wouldn't it? It'd be it'd be pretty below the belt, wouldn't it? Like yeah. you've got to have not much going on in your world to be able to pick out those yeah, things yeah, and exactly. actively yeah. for sure. Yeah. Anyway. I think there's probably a certain level of jealousy as well, but that's okay. No, anyway, that's another story. Um that's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> that We've made it through another episode. 88 episodes old. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, listening, liking, following all that mm. great stuff. Uh, head to dsps.com.au to check out our merch, buy us a beer, maybe have a look at our workshops, have a look at the um, photography competition or everything. Yeah. It's all there. It's all there. dsps.com.au. Yeah.
I hope it's all there because I'm I run the website. I better go check. The... No, it I think is it, your, is it is your baby. That's true. Thank it you is. It should be over there. Hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> this has been episode 88 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for episode 89 next week. Bye for now. Keep your horizon straight, folks. Yes, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>